Marriott, Hyatt, Hilton, Southwest, United, Delta, the list goes on. There's so many different brands and so many credit cards to get, how do you even choose? In this edition of our travel hacking series, we're going to focus on the supporting players of your wallet. These shouldn't be your first choice to open or for everyday spending. You know, those were covered in our last travel hacking episode. But they'll take your travel hacking game to the next level with top tier benefits and savings. Welcome to the Travel More Podcast. Each episode, we share custom itineraries, travel hacks, expert advice, and even stories of our past travel failures to help you level up your travel game. I'm Shelly, a lover of plans, itineraries, and cheap flights. I'm an expert deal finder with one eye always on the budget. And I'm Bruce, the improviser, ready to pick up where plans fail to turn letdowns into unexpected trip favorites. We're here to bust through barriers that stop you from making your travel dreams a reality. So book that flight, buy the tickets, and say hello to your next adventure. This is the Travel More Podcast. Welcome back to summer school. Welcome back. So today, we're going to dive back into travel hacking. My favorite uh, type of episode. Hopefully, you've listened to our past ones, so today isn't like, whoa, what are we, what are we even talking about right now? And we, if it is, just go back. Yeah, just, just go back and check it out, especially the lingo one, so mm-hmm. you can get an idea of some of the jargon we're going to use. But also, we did just talk about main player credit cards. Yeah, so those but, should be your first ones. If you don't have a travel credit card, like pause right now and go backwards. Don't let these be your first ones they're not going to give you the most bang for your buck definitely but you know once you're ready to look into this it can really kind of expand your options and get into some really cool rewards yeah i mean some really cool stuff um it's really just like the next level of travel hacking so these um they start to get really fun you start to feel uh very fancy in like the airports and hotels and you're <laughs> yeah. getting upgrades and all kinds of things so like i said this kind of brings uh your travel hacking up to the next it, level. it is fun because I know yeah. we just used a Marriott Bonvoy like night mm-hmm. when we were traveling, and you know we got there and they upgraded us. Yep. So you just kind of feel, cool. yeah, you feel like lie. VIP. <laughs> it's kind of fun. So. Yeah. So we're gonna go over these. Um, we're gonna start with hotels because those are to me they're the easiest to get because even if you do staycations or you have to go to your kid's baseball game out of town, like there's a lot of ways that you'd use hotels even if you aren't taking a big trip so i think that they're probably the easiest um to get the benefit out of yeah i'd say so too and especially the hotels we're about to talk about they're yeah. pretty much everywhere yeah whereas big footprints right whereas like the airlines it kind of depends on your where you are yeah so let's jump into it so the one of the big questions you want to ask yourself when you go to open a hotel credit card is first of all do they give me a free night certificate Um, Most hotel cards with an annual fee include that free night certificate, so don't ignore ones with annual fees. And as long as you know you'll travel at least once a year for one night, the card is worth having in your wallet. Um, Second of all, do they offer status or a road to status? Um, Depending on the brand, hotel status can not only be a total like baller move, but they can also save you a lot of money. So what are some of the big players in the industry and who would benefit? Yeah, let's jump into the probably the biggest one, honestly. Hyatt, yeah, for sure. You know, so they're they're definitely the most talked about in the travel hacking world, and the reason is because they just have great redemption opportunities. Yeah. So we talked last time about Chase being one of the ecosystems. This is Chase's transfer partner. I don't think anyone else transfers, but they go one to one, and it can be crazy good redemption values. Yeah. If I remember for some of the things we looked at, like the Hyatts abroad, especially in like Asia, people 
Yeah, they're crazy. Like, yeah, they book like um, you know some of the most premier five star, five diamond resorts with 20 30 40,000 points but you think right. about that at one cent per point that's $300 a night for a $1,500 a night hotel room I mean there's some pretty good ones even just like a little minor one is we're using it in Frankfurt Germany um, just as an overnight before a flight and the hotel cost I think like 170 a night you know it's an airport hotel and we got it for 5,000 points so that would be what, $50 as one cent per point yeah, in Capital you can't, One? Yeah, you can't get that. So. Yeah, so it is good. They're, they're really cheap. And they also have um, their status is called globalist. Their top tier status is a globalist. And it just comes with a super long list of benefits. And people are kind of obsessed in the points and miles world with getting to globalist. Um, and then there's some ways that you can do that. And one of them is to have the Hyatt card. Um, it gives you kind of a road to globalist. Yeah, because when you have the card, it kind of jumps you ahead a little bit. Yeah. So if you were just trying to, usually you have to accumulate nights to yeah. kind of get a status. Yeah, globalist is like 60 nights, which even for us, that's a that's a lot, it's a lot. of hotel rooms. But yeah. then you have to ask yourself, like some people, you know, if you travel for work, you mm-hmm. definitely want to be looking into these things. Yeah. So oh, you, yeah. you could definitely get to that status a lot easier. Yeah. So the Hyatt's a good one um, to think about, especially if you also have the Chase card because it's a good pair. All right, so the next one uh, makes me sad a little bit, Marriott, <laughs> mostly because this is the kind of the first avenue we went down for our second uh, second players. Yeah. And but the issue is like recently they kind of tanked their loyalty by continuing to devalue their points. Yeah. So their you know their redemptions used to be better. Yeah. But they're not as great anymore. No. So like that five thousand point in Frankfurt, like the Marriott next door would have been like you know twenty thousand points, and it's like well let's. That's the same as paying it in cash in terms of points. So right. like, that's and not a great redemption. I've been looking for a lot of the trips we've been planning for the f- coming year. I've been looking at Marriott, and I don't. It doesn't seem like it's the best value. That's for what the I points. mean. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we're getting. And even when we were driving back from Florida, we stayed at like a whatever kind of town in North Carolina. It wasn't you know a big tourist destination, mm-hmm. and even there, like it was okay what we got for points, but it wasn't anything to you know write home about. No. So. But, you know, we have the Marriott card, and we're going to continue to keep it in our wallet, mostly because it has that free night certificate. That's so, true. It's worth it alone just right. to have that. Even at $95, we consistently get $125, $150 uh, a night hotel. So for us, it's worth it to keep it just for that. And that's honestly what a lot of these programs are, is you're getting enough value out of the card to keep it, even if it's not one that you're really like earning and spending points on. Okay, so Hyatt and Mary are probably the big ones. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Hilton and Holiday Inn and some others. And all of these cards get you automatic status or a road to it, which will definitely improve your travel style. So really, you want to look at where you'd want to stay and then kind of pick a card that goes with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, we just like kind of were like, no, a Marriott. But Marriott does have, I think, the biggest footprint of any hotel chain like in the world. So... Hyatt, while it has a great redemption value, doesn't always have hotels in the area. Like, I mean, you're talking about our road trip um, back from Florida, and there weren't Hyatts where no. we were staying, you know, but well, there was like three Marriott options in every single, like, exit. Right, and that, that is something about Marriott. It's everywhere. Yeah. So I can see the benefit of even... So, for instance, the Marriott card right now, we're using for gas because mm-hmm. it gives like five times the points. Mm-hmm. So when we do kind of look for points in Marriott, we know there's almost everywhere we go. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Hyatt is really talked about because internationally, 
they have some really awesome hotels yeah. and the redemption is pretty awesome yeah if they're going to be where you are awesome um but also just as a, a side note that five times on gas is just a promo it's not always five times on gas so much you get confused that's true that's only yeah it's only right now yeah um another little bonus one is that Wyndham now appears with vacasa so vacasa is like a home rental platform kind of like airbnb um, and you can use your points on it. So you can earn them through a co-branded card like the Wyndham one, or you can transfer them from your Capital One as a one-to-one to Wyndham. So that's pretty cool. If that you're a person cool. who likes to like rent houses and stuff, it can be a really great way to do that on points. All right, so let's move on to airline cards. Ooh, airline cards are fun. So I think... You know, kind of like hotels, but even more so. You really got to think about an airline that you love. And you want to think, are you at a hub? So, like, are you in Chicago? Are you in New York area? You want to know what airline is mostly there. So, are you going to get a ton of flights from United or Delta, etc.? Right. Like, Delta, for us, doesn't make a lot of sense. In Hartford, they have, like, I mean, for where we go, there's, like, almost never flights. Right. So, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, so you really want to look, you can look at Google flights even to see like how many flights leave to where you like to go often and see if there's a, you know, an airline that consistently pops up, um, or one that you just know you like to travel with. Like for us, I know JetBlue is probably one to consider yeah. just cause we go down to Orlando a lot and, or and even leaving out of Boston. Flights. Exactly. Yeah. So Hartford and Boston, JetBlue is really big. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely just depends on your city, your hub and what you like to fly. Um, but let's talk about what are some of those things you can look for. Okay, so first off, just like the hotel cards, we want to know, does this card give me status or a road to status? You know, this is a great reason to hold a co-branded card since we won't be putting our regular spend on it. We only want an airline card if we can find the value out of it. And that's like so important because status is cool, but are you, would you have already spent those things? So for example, if the status gives you four upgrades a year, would you have upgraded anyways and therefore is it saving you money or is it just a perk? Because when I find the value of a card, I want to make sure I would have spent that money anyways and that anything else is just a fun perk. Does that make sense? So it's like um, with the Marriott card and the free night certificate, if I wasn't already going to stay in a hotel, a Marriott hotel, once a year and I'm just doing it just because I have the benefit, that's no longer actually value. Right. You're not... You don't have, yeah, because you're not really getting, you're not getting anything out of it. Right. You're just just getting it because you're doing it because you have it. Right. That's not really the value. I would call that like a fringe benefit. That's, and essentially, if you find yourself having to find opportunities to use the benefit as opposed to supplanting what you already would have done, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't, you don't really want to go down that path. Like, oh man, I need to use this night and I wouldn't have anyway. Let's make a trip out of it. Yeah. I mean, one time, like one year, because it's a busy year or whatever, that's different. But if you do it like, Two years in a row, three years in a row, that that's you should probably yeah. cancel that card. Yeah, it's it's not really working for you the way you need it to be. Right. So some things you could look at beyond status on a um, card that I think are very valuable are things like free checked bags, like I mentioned, free upgrades, use of lounges. Use of lounges is a little bit of a fringe benefit for us, but if you were going to pay to use a lounge otherwise, that could be a part of a value for you. But to me, the like holy grail of credit card benefits is the companion pass and this is on southwest so i have been (laughs) trying to make southwest work for us for so long but the companion pass if you are in a place where southwest flies often is the best thing ever it literally just gives you a free flight for someone that's flying with you and all they have to do is pay like taxes right which is like five dollars on southwest (laughs) yes it's it's, wild it's pretty incredible like and i'm talking unlimited companion like you know you can once one person but like that one person can fly with you an unlimited amount of times 
for as long as you have the companion pass. So if you time it right, it can be almost two years that someone flies free with you. What? Yeah, and this Dude, could be I'm like... I'm like learning this right now when you're telling me about this, and it's kind of blowing my mind. I feel like I tried to tell like, you this. Why do we live where there's no Southwest I flights? I know. I, like, it literally <laughs> would be a reason to move. Because yeah. I'm talking people go to like Hawaii and bring their significant other. What? They're going across the country. This is literally worth the rent of a place that has Southwest and the moving costs <laughs> well, just see, to that have a is, companion. That is... Uh, <laughs> is this a slippery slope? Yes, <laughs> there's your slippery slope for you right there. <laughs> don't listen to me. Yeah, don't listen, listen to Listen to Shelly. Most, most all the time. 99% of the time, she's correct. <laughs> but anyways, the Southwest can be just a very cool perk, and especially if you have a place that flies Southwest often. It could definitely be a just an amazing value for a card. And one thing to keep in mind is, you know, don't be afraid of higher annual fees on airline cards because they really do come with amazing perks, just like the Southwest one you just mm-hmm. heard from Shelly and I just heard as well. It was like a bonus <laughs> content. I'm like, wow. But, you know, you want to make sure you get the value out of it and don't fall for the shiny new card syndrome. Right. Remember, the perks are cool, but only consider them value if you would have spent that money anyways. Yes. So, you know, if you've been able to use any of this information or you have any, you know, travel hacking stories or credit card ideas or, or questions. Off- questions or really cool redemptions, that'd be cool too. If yeah. you're somebody out there that's found, I, I'm looking for those people who've gone to like, you know, Singapore or Thailand and stayed at the Five Diamond Hyatt. That's- hey, we have some on our Facebook community and they, I mean, their stories are incredible. So definitely come over there yeah, with check us. check it out. Yeah, we'll put the um, link in the show notes, but uh, it's just a good place to kind of talk credit cards, talk travel, get some good itineraries and things, and we have a good time over there. So join us over there, and uh, we will see you next time over here in summer school. Thanks for listening. Did you know that every time you book a Disney or Universal vacation, you're paying for a service that you may not even be using? Really? That's right. Travel agent costs are added to your Disney or Universal vacation whether you use one or not. So you're telling me that I'm paying for something even though I'm not getting the help? You got it. So next time you want to book a theme park vacation, make your money work for you. By booking with Magic Pass Travel, you'll get our expertise and years of experience without paying any extra and while supporting a small business. Check out our show notes to find our contact information. Can't wait to help you plan your next adventure.